Welcome to Three from the Seven, Relics' weekly news podcast, chronicling three of your biggest news stories from the past seven days. My name is Raf Kenny Sincata. I'm the associate editor at Relics Magazine, and I'm joined, as always, by the baddest thing on four strings. Ladies and gentlemen, stomp your feet, put your hands together. Karina Reichman! Hey! Thanks, Raf. What is going on, my pal? This Not is great. Much, good man. to be here. I'm good. I'm good. I'm glad to be talking to you. We are throwing all three stories this week at the band Fish, as one would. Fall tour is upon us. We got three shows in, so those are our three stories. And there's a lot to unpack here, Karina. And uh, we kind of started talking about it off air. But there's a, there's a lot to talk about, both on the stage and off the stage. <laughs> there is. And it's uh, it's intense stuff. Intense stuff. Aye, aye, aye. Um, and I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to digging deep with you, Raph. I'm looking forward to digging deep and, uh, you know, getting into it for sure. For sure. But you've been well, other than... All this madness, what's going on in Raph's world other than fish tour madness? What is going on? I'm well. We are recording on Tuesday. This past weekend, I had a glorious time. I went to a pumpkin patch in Half Half Moon Bay, which is south of San Francisco, uh, and very beautiful. And I bought a bunch of pumpkins and got very into spooky season, which I very much enjoy. And then Saturday, I went and saw the one and only fish from Vermont. They're out here on the West Coast. West Coast Fish, my first time seeing them in the great state of California, um, which I was very glad to add to my fish.net profile. Um, and we can get into the show in a little bit, but I also wanted to throw that back at you, Karina. So other than, uh, you know, the music... And the, you know, the the delicious food that you consume on a regular basis. What's going on in your world? Oh, baby. Well, you know, it's funny. Funny you ask. I, I actually came down with my first, uh, my first cold, like your traditional cold, you know, mm. uh, since Nam, you know, just because <laughs> we've all been, you know, wearing the mask, doing the thing, blah, blah, blah. But. Uh, you know, and it, it was not the no- novel coronavirus, uh, which I tested negative for about four times, four PCRs in four days. It's all good, blah, blah, blah. So we're good, and I'm just getting over it now. But if I sound a bit congested, I'm still sort of, uh, you know, at that at that portion of it. But I feel very well at this point. You know yeah. what I mean? I had about a day or two where I was a little bit down for the count. But now I'm back in action. I saw... My Lord and Savior Ricky Martin at the oh, world's most famous arena the other my day. God. Uh, Give me all the details. Karina posted this on Instagram, and it was Ricky Martin doing "Living La Vida Loca," which, as we all know, top ten banger of the '90s. Uh, you know, the sound of a generation. And I was, I immediately responded. I was like, Karina, what are you doing at MSG, seeing Ricky Martin, and what is he wearing? To which Karina said he had, you'd, he said he had quite a few costume changes. He might have had about a hundred wardrobe changes, yeah, throughout the throughout the uh, whatever. I don't even know how long it was. Seventy five minutes, I think it was about seventy five minutes. Uh, it was him and Enrique Iglesias uh, following him, you know, and they're doing this like co headlining tour where they switch off every night, basically, like who headlines and whatnot. But uh, Ricky. Let me tell you, Raph, it might have been the greatest show I ever saw. <laughs> I'm, I was a damn spectacle. Poor everybody. I have a very dear friend uh, who shall remain nameless who has an event-level suite at Madison Square Garden, and he is so generous with me and often is just like, hey, Karina, I've got two for this random thing. I've got four for this random thing. I've got, you know, whatever it is. And I'm always like, yes, yes, yes. It's a floor suite, you know? So yeah. you have, like, a little bunker 
you get you eat and drink for free, and then you pop out and you have the best seat in the garden. It's yeah, like unbelievable. That's, a, so. that's where you took me, my mother, and my brother all to see Stone Cold Steve Austin at Madison Square Garden. Am I correct? Oh, that is accurate. That is so accurate. You were there. You were there. You see? <laughs> it was quite so an experience. It, <laughs> of course. It was the, the best thing the ever. It was amazing. low of uh, being at a very fancy MSG suite, yet watching Stone Cold Steve Austin slam light beer in the middle of MSG was just mwah. <laughs> The, the collision we live of worlds. For. Exactly. You know, <laughs> highbrow, lowbrow is like my middle name. It's the best thing ever. Like, come <laughs> on now. It's so great. It's so great. So, no, I was I was so delighted to, uh, you know, be offered these tickets because between you, me and the Walraff and all of our listeners, uh, I am a huge Ricky Martin fan. And I'm not kidding. I listened to She Bangs um, on the subway, uh, like just gearing up for the show whenever that was. And honestly, like I was two seconds away from starting the, the dance circle to end all dance circles on the subway, but people were staring <laughs> at me for sure. Cause I was freaking out. And if you haven't listened to she bangs in a while, like just put that sucker on and tell me it doesn't get you absolutely lifted. It's really something else. And, uh, and yeah, that was a blast. That was Sunday. That was great. And I saw Lotus with Tim Palmieri on Friday which was also excellent. And um, where was Lotus? Both of these, like, Lotus was at Irving Plaza. And Ooh. this was my first time back at Irving Plaza since, you know, post pandemic. And I mean, you know what I mean by that. But uh, they had also a, uh, a renovation go down even pre pandemic, where the, sh- the club's been kind of closed for a long time. And, you know, it's been open for uh, a, a bunch of months now, too, and whatnot. But uh, it was great to be there. Club looks great, gotta say. And, um, yeah, if you had asked me what my first music that I would see back at uh, Madison Square Garden was post, uh, you know, after the uh, the brothers, if you will, uh, you know, shuttered the place on whatever it was, March 11th, 2020 or something like that. Uh, and I, he told me it was going to be Enrique Iglesias and Ricky Martin. I would not have believed you, but let me tell you, couldn't have been better. Couldn't have been better. I was super delighted to be there. And um that's about it, Raph. I'm, I've been well. I uh, And I did stream the first set of the Sunday Fish Show post-Ricky Martin when I got home. That's the glory of uh, West Coast Fish for us yeah. East Coasters, you know? It's no, a beautiful absolutely. thing. The show's still going on when you get home from the concert that you're at, you know? So... Uh, so that was uh, that was great. So you want to just jump right in? What's yeah, going on? I mean, well, like, y- yeah, had- yeah, you brought up the first set of the Sunday Fish show, so we might as well dive right in. Uh, elephant in the room. Tragically, a-, a fan lost his life at the Fish show on Sunday, which is very jarring and very scary. I mean, it's kind of strange given I've actually been to other Fish shows where this has happened. I was at that random Jones Beach show uh, a-, a few years back where someone had fallen off the balcony or, you know, However you want to phrase it, someone had, you know, you know, found their way <laughs> over the edge. Uh, it's over sad, the edge. It's sad, scary stuff. Um, it's certainly sobering. I mean, I'm very glad I was at the Sunday show and not the Saturday. I mean, I was at the Saturday show and not the Sunday show. Um, because in addition to, the, you know, this person, you know, whether it be being in a mindset where he felt like he couldn't take it anymore or, you know, was, you know, at a state where he fell over the edge. Uh, this, this has yet to kind of be officially confirmed by authorities. Uh, I mean, I feel bad for all the people around that as well. I mean, Karina, you said you had friends there who were a bit traumatized by what happened. I had tons of friends there, and they're all really screwed up by this, as I would be too. And I have, you know, he uh, allegedly, you know, again, 
jumped, fell, whatever it may be, into section 116. And I have friends in 116, and he fell about two rows behind them. Oh, my God. you know, of course, like, like my whole, like, I want to say, like, seven people, perhaps eight that I know very well, you know, my San Francisco massive other than you, you know, that were just there. And, of course, like, you know, (laughs) the band keeps playing, but, of course, you're looking behind you to see the absolute carnage that's, like, you know, my friend described it as a scene out of CSI. Like, there's just blood everywhere. It's super traumatic, super horrible that anybody, you know, had to witness that and just, like, you know, deal. And now, yeah, I spoke to tons of my friends who were there, and they're just like, yeah, I'm not going to lie to you, I'm pretty traumatized from that whole thing, because it was not pretty, and they tarped off the whole section. And it was, you know, can you imagine... I really can't imagine being at that show, and then, like, yeah, pushing on, you know? No, like, yeah. my friend... Right? Yeah, a thousand percent. I mean, everyone I've spoken to is just like, you know, I was talking to my brother about it. You know, I've mentioned my brother many times. He's a huge fish fan. We we text about fish every day. Uh, And we had said, like, you know, right after it happened, like we were texting, you know, we were both just like, man, I would leave. Like, I could not possibly see something like that and just continue acting like, you know, the party was on. And the one thing I also wanted to mention, which I kind of texted you about, Karina, was like, on Saturday... I was in, supposedly the the guy fell from, I think, 221 into 116 is the numbers that are getting thrown around. I was in 223, so I was, like, not far at all on Saturday. And it was funny because I was, like, thinking, like, man, this this is pretty steep. And then also during the peak of Antelope, which I was so excited to hear. This this was my first fish show back from the pandemic, basically. Last fish show I saw was New Year's uh, 19 into 20, like, Trey getting stuck, you know? So this is my first big fish show. Very excited. My boyfriend's first show, my 51st show. I wanted them to play Antelope. Antelope is peaking. It's the end of the first set. We're having a great time. I'm going crazy. And the dude right in front of us fell. Like, obviously, the lights were intense. The music was intense. This guy may have taken something, whatever. But the dude in front of us fell, like, two rows in front of us. Like, tumbled over a row, tumbled over a second row kind of got up and was fine and at the time I was kind of laughing being like oh whoa what a close one and then like joking with my boyfriend like man you're getting like the fish experience like shit's crazy out here and now it's just like this horrible dark weird foreshadowing of someone two sections over actually fell over the edge and died the following evening so it's just wow it's weird and spooky and like I had such a fun time on Saturday and I just want to reiterate that because it's also like it sucks that now there's like this dark cloud over like this fish two night run in San Francisco. Cause like I had a great time on Saturday. <laughs> like, right. It right. was all, they opened with possum. It was a lot of fun, you know? Like, it just sucks that, you know, uh, there's a lot of weird energy there. Have you ever been to the Chase Center, Karina? I know it's a fairly, it's a fairly new room. Um, I've but- never been to the Chase Center and I'm glad that you went so that you could actually, you know, it's kind of valuable information that you, you say that the glass is rather like, short right or rather you know like so you know that's a structural situation of course like you know we've all been there at the fish show where we are like just so jubilated by this music and like you know the things that I've done with my body at a fish show (laughs) like you know in terms of uh just movement you know what I mean I really just mean movement I for the record have been sober at all 108 fish shows or whatever that I've ever been to so that's let's just you know put that out there but you know it's literally Karina's like stone cold sober like 
99% of the time, which is alarming figuring how wild you are. <laughs> Absolutely. No, it's natural. It's all natural. Uh, She's high on life. So, <laughs> very wildly, wildly. But, like, you know, I have contorted my body in ways that, like, you know, <laughs> other other bands don't make me do that, you know? And it's just, like, it's... Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it's a wild thing. Obviously, our deepest, deepest condolences go out to, you know, the person's family and friends and and also just, you know, sending a, a message of peace to those who had to bear witness to this horrible thing, because I don't know how I would deal with that. And, you know, talk to somebody, find, find you know, don't, that's, the, that's real trauma, folks. Like if you're feeling real trauma from this, that's, you know, you got nothing to be ashamed of. You witnessed something horrible. So please seek out some help for yourself. And I hope that, uh, you know, this, this, you know, isn't a black cloud over, you know, this tour, this run, whatever it is, like, you know, I, I just, I don't know. It's, uh, it's a scary thing. I don't have the words to truly do it justice, but you guys know what I'm saying. Uh, you know, everybody be safe, you know, Jesus. Oh, yeah. Raph, it's so hard. It's so it hard. Is, I don't even is. know what no, to say. I mean, we, we all got to look out for each other. And I think, uh, the best thing you can do is just Keep on keeping on. And I mean, I, I am willing to go through the set list and just talk about the good tunes too, you know? Yeah, why don't we do that? Why don't we do uh, that? That's nice. Sa- the the <laughs> fall tour opened in Sacramento. Uh, interesting, the fact that a lot of these shows were undersold, I will say. I heard that Sacramento tickets on StubHub were going for $9. Uh, and I will say that the San Francisco show did feel, a, the one I went to was a little empty. West Coast Fish, you know, they're not like a huge band out here as much as they are on the East Coast. I mean, I feel like when I go to New York City, like for an MSG show, like it seems like all of Manhattan is overrun by Fish fans. And I will say uh, San Francisco, I did not feel as much... Uh, fish fan insanity except when i was on my way into the venue i will say that uh people be wilding out here <laughs> um but <laughs> i will rewind to the San- the sacramento show uh the big news out of the sacramento show karina is that the band debuted and so to bed a song that had been recorded 35 years earlier on the white tape uh, and i think that's certainly uh do you think like these kind of west coast shows given the fact that they're underattended, historically underattended? Uh, gives Fish the chance to get a little loose and do some crazy bust-outs. I mean, in the San Francisco show, the Saturday show, they played Frankie Says for the first time since 2015, which I was very excited about. So the bust-outs keep coming, especially given a song that hasn't even graced a stage uh, and was recorded over three decades ago. That's super exciting. And, you know, I think that's a a good point. You know, they're out there. West Coast is not, you know, quote unquote, their coast, if you will. So like, you know, they're, they're, they're trying some stuff out. They're doing it all, you know, and it's also, um, it's, you know, beginning of a tour. They had, you know, a little time to practice beforehand, get some new things together. It's, it's great. It's wildly exciting. And I'm just, you know, I'm so happy they're back out there. It's exciting for us uh, here on the East Coast as well, you know, just to be able to like, I don't know, the the fact that they're streaming every show is such like a little pandemic gem, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. a silver lining, if you will, like for, for all intents and purposes, it's, it, it, you know, I was never much of a streamer at all before any of this stuff. But like, I don't know, I think it's really amazing that, you know, every show is at your disposal, which it didn't used to be. Am I correct in saying that? It used to be hand-selected. No, yeah. It used to be... Right. And they, and they used to announce them... And this was up until recently, because I was still working at Relics, when they would kind of announce the streams as they went. 
But I do feel like this is kind of an industry-wide thing. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, Karina, but like Dead & Company now just like announces at the top of tour that they're streaming every show. And Fish will announce at top of tour that they're streaming every show. Goose has done that. Um, so I do think the market totally. for live streams, like it was there before the pandemic, but now like, oh my God, it's like, there, I, I guarantee there are people who just don't go to shows and just stream every single one. I mean, there's not <laughs> tons of them, but I bet there are. I'm sure there are. I'm sure there are. And especially, you know, if you live in a pocket of the country where like, you know, none of this stuff is really accessible to you, but you love the music, but you have a job and a life and a family, whatever it is that like keeps you tethered to your abode. Uh, this is amazing for you. This is amazing for me. And I'm like, you know, I go out and see all this stuff. It's, it's really cool. And it's, it's great to like, you know, have the option. It's great to, you know, I don't know. It's one of those things that I appreciate that, you know, carried over from the hellscape that um, <laughs> we, we're all in, are all in, who's to say, but um, absolutely. This is, uh, this is good stuff. And I'm just sad I'm not there with you, Raph. What do you say? Let's go to the forum this weekend. What do you yeah, think? Yeah, I was tempted. I was very tempted to hop on West Coast tour. I think even in the, on the podcast, I'd mentioned like I was kind of hatching evil plans like, like six months ago when they announced this tour or however long ago when they announced it, that I was trying to do like Sacramento, San Francisco and like Eugene. Uh, just the oh, one, yeah. just the one is good for now. Um, but I will say like just being back on fish tour, I mean like the pandemic, you know, has been a lot emotionally for everyone. And even like, I've was just like, do I even, you know, need to go see fish all the time, all the time forever? Um, cause I was listening to other music and whatever. And then I was at the show and I was just like, oh yeah, this is definitely my favorite band. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh yeah. This is like, this sense. is definitely yep. the life for me. Yeah, pretty <laughs> much. I was just like, oh yeah, like I may have changed, but I still love fish and that's cool. Um, and very important. And then I would like to frame that is this. Cool. I would like to frame the, the San Francisco night one show in the fact that like it was my boyfriend's first show and I couldn't have asked for anything better. Um, the energy was so high, like a possum opener, Haley's Comet, 46 days, slave to the traffic light, simple. Like these are all songs that I would literally put on a playlist of like fish one Oh one. Um, and I was so stoked to have my boyfriend there and for him to enjoy it. He had a great time. Uh, we had lots of fun, uh, and it's funny given the fact that, have I ever told you this, Karina, that uh, I honestly, like, I'm low-key tempted to just be like, Jared, be on the podcast for a minute and just, like, give me your reaction to the fish show. Um, I'd be thrilled. Where is he? Call him in. Call him in here. <laughs> Wait, hold Jared! on. Jared! <laughs> Jared! Wait, one second. Jared! He might be on a call. Sorry. I don't know. He, I, I, oh. I'm not going to do it. Next time I'll do it. I'll, I'll ask him and we'll get a, I'll get a, oh, I'll get an audio somebody's clip. somebody's on a call. Oh, <laughs> wow. People work for a living. I know. Oh, like what? You don't talk about to talk about for a living. <laughs> <laughs> too good to sit in with your girls and wax poetic about your first fish show. Okay. I don't want to put right. him on the spot because I don't want to be like, do you want to be on the podcast? And he'll be like, no. <laughs> but he well, would. He, he would. <laughs> well, maybe, uh, you know, next week we get a little cameo from the guy. Yeah, I'd yeah, yeah. Next week. That. I'll, I'll give him a, I don't want to spring it on him, but I, I feel like he would be down next week. But given the if fact he's that, too shy, we totally get that. We're both very <laughs> shy. He might want to re- like, remain totally anonymous. He, uh, he enjoys his anonymity. Uh, Good for him. Good but for him. I like that. He did very much enjoy the show. I will I will say that. Um, and yeah, just the fact that, you know, on, there was no low points. And I'll even say, like, night two San Francisco, all of the drama notwithstanding. Like, it was a cool show. Like, set, set uh, four songs, second set, Evolve, Set Your Soul Free, Wingsuit, Chalk Dust, Torture. But, like, overall, I feel like it was a little all over the place as far as, like, tone goes. Granted, I wasn't there. Sure. Granted, I haven't listened to the, the show. I'm just looking at it on paper. But, God, like, night one San Francisco, I couldn't have asked for a better show back at Fish. I couldn't have asked for a better 
favorite show for my boyfriend. And I will say another funny moment, a wholesome moment from Section 223, other than, uh, <laughs> you know, to, to counteract the fact that we saw a dude fall over two rows during the peak of Antelope. There was an older man in front of us who it was his first show and he like loved it. Like halfway through the first set, he just kept turning around being like, you know this song too? And I was like, yeah, I know like all the songs. Like I've I've seen this band like (laughs) over 50 times. And he's just like, that's amazing. That's so cool. And then was like talking to my boyfriend being like, you're with an expert over here. Um, And then they played the song Shade, which is very beautiful. And like, you know, I sat down and I held my boyfriend's hand and it was very cute. And then the guy like turned around with like basically like tears in his eyes. And he's like, what's the name of this song? And I was like, it's oh called Shade. God. It's a beautiful song. Trey wrote it. And he's just like, it's a beautiful ballad. And I was like, that's so true. Um, so there's wholesome <laughs> moments beautiful. at Fish too. Like, that's why I like, uh, I hate the bad press. Like Fish fans get such bad press. And we like, I feel like I should just like run PR for like jam bands in general, where I'm just like, stories like that should come out way more than, you know, awful, horrible tragedies that happen like at night too. Because um, I feel like for every <laughs> for every bad thing that happens, I'd like to think there's like, you know, 20 good things that happen at a fish show, whether someone gets miracled or, you know, someone falls in love with the band or someone, you know, is working through something. So I know, like, you know, obviously, like, you know, people use jam band shows and fish shows to, like, work through shit, like, emotionally. I know I have. Um, I don't know, Karina, do you, do you feel that way? Absolutely. And that's, you know, it, it the the nature of jam music with, you know, you know, improvisation and getting lost in these things it's as close to a meditative moment in music as you can get in my opinion and that you know includes you know uh you know Enya and John Zorn and like you know things that are actually meant for spas and uh, (laughs) esoteric jazz and like whatever it might be that people find meditative but no in, in my estimation when things get you know, specifically type two or otherwise where people ask, you know, wait, is this the same song? That is you working through something, whether you know it or not. You know what I mean? That is literally like, you know, the same effect of uh, repeating a mantra to yourself, in my opinion, is is that when you get lost and nothing's asked of you and you are one with a moment in which everybody's searching for something, including the band on stage, you know? And everybody is just in their own thing, but also in this commutative or community, mo- like, you know, environment where it's all, it's not just you, it's everyone that's doing it. And that's why it's so cathartic. And, and it's cathartic in so many ways. But yes, I would certainly say so. It's an amazing format. The, the format, you know, it's it's unlike anything else, if you ask me. What, uh, what, give me like one, I know we probably both have a million of them, but can you give me one like fish moment to end this, uh, this fish recap on a, like a light, like, oh, like reaffirming note. Um, can you think of a moment at a fish show that you were just like, oh, hell yeah. Like in like a happy way or in like a working through something emotionally way or in like a pretty much any of the ways that you're, you're describing right there. Oh my God. A hundred thousand of them. but <laughs> Let's see. Let's go back here. Well, you know, this is going to sound so ridiculous because it's not even a song that is, you know, in my top 100 favorite fish songs in any way. But I remember 2011, Bethel. So I'm in 11th grade, right? And, you know, I mean, my friends are there and whatever. And I believe it was Kill Devil Falls went type two and got extremely out there. I know that sounds crazy and, you know... (laughs) 
This, for those who don't know what I'm talking about, this is a song that's like extremely like by the books, very yeah, yeah, vanilla, yeah. very is, uh, like, you know. This is 3.0 <laughs> as it gets, folks. <laughs> this is a late era fish song. It's off the 2009 <laughs> record. There's nothing, you know, it's 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 what it is, you know, and I never cared for it. And, you know, still I'm like, yeah, great. Okay. You know, all good. Um, but I remember it going type two and sort of having a moment there and being like, whoa, like this so, you know, because they played it a lot in those days, 2009, 2010, 2011. It was like you were getting killed, devil falls, if you will, quite a bit. But something about it, uh, you know, it was sort of like they spun beauty out of something I, I didn't usually care for in that sort of way. And I just remember getting very meditative in that moment. And it was very cool. So I don't know. That's that's I don't know why I picked that out of my, you know, hundreds of <laughs> memories of fish shows. But uh, I think it's because I was rather young. I don't know. And it was it, it, it was kind of formative for some reason for me and uh, among every other <laughs> moment. But uh, but that's 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 my one. What that's about you, Raph? What do you got? That's beautiful. I have a few, um, obviously, like a million. But I will say uh 123016, I remember, was really awesome at Madison Square Garden. They played My Friend, My Friend into Wilson, which was like, I'm going to cool. do that as my number one, like, scary fish, where, like, the cathartic, like, fucking red light shining, like, because I, I, you know, I, I used to consider myself a, a dark individual, if you could believe it. Um, so that was, uh, I, used to, I, was, I was, like, all moody, and I was like, oh, yeah, fucking fish gets me. Um, I will also say, <laughs> my, 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 so that's, like, my, my evil fish highlight. Uh, because sometimes it's nice to see that reflected back at you. I will say uh, Magna Ball was a really big turning point for me. I was only, God, it was 2015. I was 20, 22, 20? No, 2015. I was born in 1993. You're 21. I was 21. Exactly. Freshly 21. Actually, I don't think I'd even turned 21 yet. It was probably my birthday was a few weeks later. Um, but that was yep. awesome. And they played dirt and I bawled my eyes out for a variety of reasons. Um, you know, thinking about people I've lost in my life. Uh, and I often point to that as like uh, a moment where I'm like, you know what? Like, it's weird that I like this band Fish, <laughs> and like people who don't understand jam bands find it very a very weird, quirky thing about me and about other people that they would are willing to travel and see this band all over the God's gray earth. But uh, I, I think it really is a moment for people to like take stock of their emotions and like get deep into shit and you know and also just like have fun with your friends like as i said antelope at the end of the first set on saturday was like very life affirming and very much like oh, making yeah. me fall back in love with live music so it's like i haven't seen any shows like i mean we talk about music every week here and i haven't really seen any shows since the pandemic oh. like i saw jacket at Ber the berkeley theater i saw one alo show and then i saw this so it, it's really oh great to be back on the horse. Uh, I know, Karina, you're like you're playing shows and ripping solos left and right, and I'm just over here like recalibrating my life. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, but I'm with you because I I went through a big, um, you know, like it was kind of weird. Like I I played every weekend for like three months, but then I I didn't see anything from like. I saw Modest Mouse in, I feel like I said this maybe last week, I don't know, but I, I've, I, I saw Modest Mouse on like August 10th and then didn't see anything till October. Like, I, and I played every weekend, but like, you know, all my friends were, you know, here in New York, yeah, you know, you have to be vaccinated to go to anything, like at all. So everybody here is just like, what? I mean, my friends, people were going out left and right and seeing all these shows and I was just sort of like with my head, uh, 
in the sand during the week when I wasn't like on the road uh, working on my music or just not going like whatever. And now I got I got definitely, you know, reminded of who I am by seeing all this live music. Like that's what I live for. Like literally, if I'm not playing it, I want to be seeing it. It's really just that's all I've ever cared about, to be honest, like which is sad. But it's <laughs> the same. It's the same as I was when I was 14, like just desperate to be at these things, you know, and like I feel like myself again when I'm at these things, you yep. know, which is so sad. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, you're but, feel, you feel the feeling you forgot, you know? That's it, dude. Let's just call a spade a spade. It's sort of a huge part of, of me. I collect ticket stubs. I'm obsessed with being at place. I collect my little sticky passes and laminates and, you know, a head full of memories. And for me, it's, it's, it's like a clinic, you know? You go to mm-hmm. these things and I literally am like, you know, I have my little phone like voice memos. And if I'm hearing something that I think I can spin into my own version of something, like, you know, a moment where the audience gets very moved, you know, meaning like fancy, whatever, heavy, whatever it is. Like I'm there like making field, you know, voice recordings so that I can reference them the next day and fucking steal them for my own songs. Like it's like, you know, and like, yeah, going to see Les Claypool, that's a clinic. Going to see uh, Derek and Susan, that's a clinic. You know, all of those things to me are so, so important. And it's not, you know, Again, I'm sober at all these shows. It's uh, pure catharsis and like work, if that makes sense. Like it's like it's just the whole the whole night. So yes, we here at Relics's Three from the Seven podcast endorse live music. We think you should go see some, and if you don't want to see it, you should stream it because as we just covered, everything is streaming now, which is a beautiful thing and supports artists. You know, artists are it's so bizarre the life of an artist i'm really starting to see that raf because like pre-pandemic i had a job i had worked for a concert promoter for seven and a half years 18 to 26 and a half or whatever i was like you know worked for this company called rocks off and then like you know pandemic happened and a month before that i quit because it was like you know don't quit your day job till your night job starts paying. And my night job had been paying for quite some time, but now it's like, okay, so now I'm just an artist. Like, what do you do with that? You know, and how, and what do your days look like when you're not on the road and all those things? It's like, uh, it's complicated. So every time you buy a ticket to a show, every time you stream a concert, these are, these are things that keep us sort of on our feet and like, you know, it's able to, do it. It's very strange. It's very sobering. And it's a, uh, you know, everything comes with its own set of weirdness. You know what I mean? Like nine to five job comes with its own set of problems and anxieties and all kinds of things, obviously. And so does the life of an artist. It's really, nothing's ever so simple, Raph. Nothing's ever so simple, but I'm so blessed. You know, it's ridiculous. It's absolutely crazy. So that's my soapbox speech. We love live music. We love playing it. We love listening to it. We love streaming it. Get you some. And I will say, I'm looking for four New Year's tickets for Madison Square Garden. If anybody has (laughs) four tickets for Madison Square Garden, New Year's. I'm just trying to get in the room. Please email (laughs) rafferina at gmail.com. We can make a deal, baby. I am PayPal ready. 
Three from the Seven is wow. brought to you by Relics Media Group. Our producer is Will Schwerd. Our audio engineer is Sam Lazarev. Follow us on Instagram at Three from the Seven. Stream Karina's music. It's all really good. She's also on tour with Marco Benevento periodically. Uh, anything else, Karina, before we bid adieu? No, I feel like we just uh, we just went deep here. We just went deep. This is all fantastic. <laughs> I uh, I hope everybody has a wonderful day, a wonderful week, and we'll touch base next week, everybody. <laughs> bye bye, bye bye.